Welcome to Between the Lines, and we're so glad you're back. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. Today's May 8th. You know, I got to say this. We were a week away from May Day. We talked about May Day last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah. And right after we talked about May Day, uh, WGN here in Chicago, they did a thing on the forgotten day of May Day. Really? So we were ahead of WGN. Huh. Just got to put that out there. Yeah, very interesting. I hope you all <laughs> celebrated May Day last week. <laughs> But uh, we're glad to have you all with us today, and we're going to get started in Luke chapter 4. You would have read the first 30 verses yesterday. I trust you did that. And uh, great stuff in there. That was Jesus, the temptations of Jesus, actually. Great great stuff that comes out of there because we face the similar kinds of temptations today. The devil has not changed his strategy a whole lot. But now we're going to get into verse 31 and Jesus doing some some crazy stuff. So, Junior, do you want to get started with the reading? Yeah, it says, Then Jesus went to Capernaum, which is a place you can go to today. They've done excavations, and you can see the town of Capernaum. It's, it's a, one of my favorite places in Israel to go to. It just, is. And you know that the synagogue there, there's a 4th century synagogue or a 5th century synagogue, but then there's a 1st century synagogue below that that yeah. they dug down. You can see a portion of it, in fact, the yeah. podium area. You can see where Jesus taught from. And we, and in fact, right here in this passage. Yep. He went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the, in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. What does that mean to speak with authority? You know, because I, I, sometimes we read that he spoke with authority, and we think, you know, he spoke with like a, like a commander, you know, just very, very harsh and, you know, telling you what to do. But what does that mean, Dad? Yeah, I think that he was... He was straightforward with the truth, yeah. that Jesus was not one to talk about wrestling through the discomfort. Instead, he just said, this is what's right. Do what's yeah. right. And yeah. he, he was a black and white kind of a preacher. Yeah, yep. It's uh, interesting. You and I, we were in a, at a conference last week, and mm-hmm. it was a good conference for the most part, but there was one speaker who got up, was talking about, you know, when my children are confused, because there's a lot of like gender confusion today, and my children will come to me with all these questions, and how do I answer them? So I just kind of enter into their confusion and wrestle with them. You know, I don't really know the answers to these questions. It's honey, such a and, common thing to hear. Yeah. I hear, I, in fact, I hear way too many Christians. And I'm sorry, but I've been to some of these pastors' gatherings and conversations where it's like that's what they want to talk about, how they're just wrestling through the discomfort or the confusion. And, yeah. hey, how about we be the ones that give people uh, some some truth yep. and be able to I mean, take the leadership and have some courage to say, Hey, this is what God says. There's right. to me, there's such comfort in knowing that I can know what is right yeah. and what, what, what I need to say. And it doesn't from. mean we're a jerk about it, but just like Jesus, Jesus wasn't seen as a jerk, but he was seen as one with authority because he didn't mince words. He, he, he didn't hang out in the gray area for, for him. just a lot was black and white when it came to this is truth. And this is what God wants from us. And if we want to attract people to the gospel, to me in times of confusion, people crave truth. Yeah. And so the best thing, yes, we should be listeners and we ought to enter into the pain that people are struggling with. But during times of confusion, more than anything, people need to hear truth. They need to see the light when yeah. it's dark out. And this is what this is what people were amazed at with Jesus. Once when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, cried out, shouting, Go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor. As the crowd watched, then it came out of him uh, without hurting him further. 
I had a, somebody actually call me yesterday, Dad, about um, they had some new age stuff that they want to get rid of, and they're just they're asking me, well, what does this look like? You know, if there's like I don't even know if this is possible, but you know, demons attached to these things, and you know, if I burn them, am I putting myself in danger? And what I responded was, is we have someone greater in us. We have God. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. And so there's just no no room for that. Well, and the Apostle Paul said, the greater is he that is in you, that is the Holy yeah. Spirit, than he that is in the world. And so, and this is just an illustration of Jesus's power over the evil spirits, over the demonic world, that if we have attached ourselves to Jesus in faith and have the Holy Spirit in us, then that's not something that we need to fear. Yeah. Amazed, the people exclaimed, what authority and power this man! This man's words possess. Even mm-hmm. evil spirits obey him. They flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread throughout every village in the entire region. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. And by the and way, this we, is prob- we, we, think, we think this was in Capernaum, yeah. the house that is identified as being the home of Simon Peter. And, we, and, yeah. and it probably is. It's pretty good evidence that they found it. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. As soon as she was healed, she started serving. That's right. awesome. And in some ways, that's us, right? As soon as, as God heals us, he, that's what we do. We get to work. We can't help but do that. Yep. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the, the touch of his hand healed everyone. Mm. Many were possessed by demons, and the demons came out at his command, shouting, You are the Son of God. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and, refu- and refused to let them speak. Hmm. And, Dad, I'm sorry, I kept on, I read oh, past I where mind. I needed to go. So yeah, if you want to pick you're doing a good job. 40, I, I think you pronounced, you pronounced everything correctly, and uh, I think <laughs> you didn't stumble over words. So <laughs> I'll finish off with these last two verses. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, verse 42 of Luke 4. Early the next morning, Jesus went out to the isolated place, an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. And it, Jesus, it was important for Jesus to get away. He had to get away, and, and he did. But yet when the people came to him, he ministered to them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So they pled him, don't, don't leave us again. Don't leave us to go somewhere else. You know, and you know, we're as a church right now, Junior. We're kind of we're not not so much in the middle of it. People are saying, "Don't do this" or "Don't do that," but we are struggling through some of the pain of following through in the Great Commission. Yeah, because we're launching a new location yeah. on the North Shore, and just by virtue of doing that, means that some of the people that are going to help launch that are going to have to leave the places where they've been attending. Yeah. But this is how Christianity has always been, starting with Jesus himself saying, yeah. I can't be with you all the time because I got more work to do in other places. Well, and I love how just the example of how laser-focused Jesus is here, and this mm-hmm. should be like this preaches to us. Jesus was laser-focused on preaching the gospel. So here he could he'd go all throughout the land and heal people mm-hmm. and feed people, and he did a lot of that. But he was laser-focused on, I must preach the good news of the kingdom. Because it's eternity that matters. Yeah. And there can be, and, and there is, this just this a, a bit of a growing movement in our society of churches kind of need to turn into these soup kitchens, you know, these... Um, grocery and we have grocery days. We, mm-hmm. You know, we feed and we, you know, we, we Marching do a lot. For causes, right? And, yeah. and we do a lot of that stuff as far as helping those who 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 need help. But at the end of the day, this is all about the gospel because mm-hmm. you can clothe people and you can fill their belly and they can still go to hell. Mm-hmm. And then what good was that? No, we need to be what Jesus was about. That is the proclamation of the gospel. 
So then verse 44, so we continue to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Let's get over to uh, Proverbs then. And again, as we always tell you, we encourage you to read all of Proverbs 8. But uh, verse 13, we're going to focus on Junior. You want to read that? Yeah, it says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. It's a common thing for us to say, hate the, um, hate the sin, love the sinner, and that is true. But I think the part that we often leave out of that is that we tend to not want to hate the sin. Yeah. In fact, sometimes we allow for sin to become our entertainment. And because of our love for sinners, we also tend to become affirming of yep. sin itself. And But the wisdom author here is saying that if you're really going to fear the Lord, if, you, if you're going to love God, then you're going to love what God loves and you're going to hate yep. what God hates. And you're going to be turned off by a lot of shows today, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, much, how many times do we find ourselves being entertained by evil? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's made up, it's fake. No, it's evil. It's teaching evil. I, I, it was. It struck me years ago, Dad. I, I'm ashamed to say, but I was watching like a sitcom, and they're making a joke about like infidelity, mm-hmm. and you know, sitcoms making a big joke about it. And I, I sat there, just hit me. I was like, I sat in an office with a woman who was just cheated on, who her family's just blown, like it was just blown mm. up. Yeah. And here we are, like watching a sitcom, making light of it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's at some point as we grow in our faith, we need to see these shows and entertainment, entertainment through the lens of scripture. If we truly fear the Lord, and that's what this verse is saying, if we truly fear the Lord, there's going to be a holy hatred for those things that take us and other people away from that Lord. Well, it's so good having you join us together. And I think there's great lessons in all of this. And, and, you know, a couple of those is, first of all, let's hate evil, love God, love people, hate those things that take people away from God. But also to be able to go through this day knowing that Jesus has all power over everything in this world. There are no evil spirits that can come up against us because if we are attached to Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit within us who overwhelms all. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to being with you again tomorrow.